So we are on the, the day of Pentecost. It's awful red in here, right? And the, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And our passage is out of Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind from heaven came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tons of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God there were staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, in front of them said they had had too much wine. This is the word of God to all people. So Pentecost, the day of the church, officially kind of was anointed and and began this morning. The choir just a moment ago sang a song called Word of God Speak. And the chorus of that song, Word of God Speak, we pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Words of God speak. It's more prayer than song to calling of God. Lord, let your word speak. See, God's word is uh, God's word is always trying to find a way. I think into our day to day speech, trying to find a way into our lives. But it's not too often that we let that happen. It would be awesome if we did like to get on Pentecost and just kind of showered us. And, and the wind came in and blew us all the way and, and he fell upon us. The day of Pentecost. But if we want to hear God's word speak, that's what I want to talk about this morning. And maybe that day can give us some clues as to what was going on that allowed that to happen. I mean, Jesus had promised it to happen. But what were the disciples doing? So let's look at that day. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They had all come together in one place. Wherever two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. So they did not forsake coming together. They were coming together in worship. They came together in prayer. And it it is echoed in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. As we continue into the end times, it's going to become more and more important that we come together to encourage one another, to, to, to be there for one another. It's, it's why coming together on Sunday to celebrate God, to, to be in the midst of His presence is so critical for us in our journey. It's why it's important to put a priority on that. Being faithful to meeting is one of the elements of Pentecost. They came together. And I know that it's hard to make time. There's so many things pulling at us, and any more Sunday is no longer a day set aside, right? Because we've got all kinds of youth stuff and all kinds of stuff going on. Sunday is now a day like any other day. 
So there's a lot of things that compete for our time, but I think one of the reasons we don't get to see the power of God in that same way as they used to is that we just don't spend much time with God. The world pulls us and, 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 and moves us away. Time with God is critical to Jesus. Time with God is critical to Pentecost. And I think if we're honest, it's rarely critical to us. Look at your time spent with God meter. Where is it in comparison to everything else? How much time do you set aside? How much time do I set aside to spend with God? Just with God. Where does God rank among the stuff that we do in school and work and, and video games and internet and all of the and watching movies and television and all of the things that pull and kids events and there's so much stuff that pulls us, pulls us away from God. We have to be intentional with that. So maybe let's look at what the apostles were doing. In order to do that, we've got to drop back to Acts chapter 1, verse 14. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. So before the day of Pentecost came, what were they doing? Praying. They were joined together in prayer. They were constantly together in prayer. There's even more than that. Because right after that, in verse 15, Peter starts to talk about the scriptures and what that meant, talking about Judas and what had happened with him. See, Hebrews 4.12 tells us that for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and as the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So yeah, we set aside time for prayer. We set aside, set aside time for Scripture. Part of Pentecost, the leading up to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it included prayer, but it also included Scripture. The Word of God speaks to us through centuries and centuries of understanding, and it does so in power. Second Timothy chapter 3, But as for you, Continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. He learned it from Paul, and he, he could rely on Paul's teaching. And how from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures. It tells us that Timothy was, was involved in learning the Holy Scriptures all of his life, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. It's important that salvation is not through works, it's through faith in Christ Jesus. And then he gives us something to grab hold of when we think about Scripture. All Scripture is God-breathed is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want to be equipped for every good work? Dive in. Dive in. Helps us to understand the character of God. Helps us to understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in revealing more and more about God. It's why when we go back to a passage when we read it on one day and then we go back to it on a later day, it, it, it speaks to us in a different voice and it helps us in a new way. So we have to have, we'll be willing for one more thing, I think. We want to see something like Pentecost. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a loud wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. See, we have to absolutely, positively, without a doubt, be willing 
to experience something different from anything that we've experienced before. And that's a challenge in the church, not just us, but everywhere. Do we come into church on Sunday morning going, come Holy Spirit, do something new in this place? Or do we come in going, okay, I know that we're going to start out with a hymn and then we're going to do this and then we're going to have, we're going to have the Apostles' Creed and we're going to have the children's message and then we're going to sing a hymn. And we're, you know what I mean? What do we come in expecting? Are we coming in expecting anything? Are we just showing up? Kind of because we're supposed to. Or we come in unexpectedly. We're coming in wherever two or more are gathered. Grab hold of that. Wherever two or more are gathered. There's more than two, I think, in this place, right? There's more than two of us here? Okay, so wherever two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. He is here in the midst of us. The creator of all sins, the Holy Spirit, to be with us this morning in this place. Are you willing to, to have something fresh and something new move into this place? Because you have to be, if you want the full power of the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be uncomfortable as, as inhuman. Let's go to them. They're in the room. Right? They're in the room. A violent wind came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now imagine that. In the room that they were sitting, a wind comes into the thing. It's blowing stuff all over the place. What are you going to do? I'll probably beat you to the door. You know? Uh-oh, something's going on in here. I don't know. This is not, this is not good. I would You would have stayed. See, you'd have been right with it. You'd have been right there with them, which is great. You'd have been experiencing the power of God. They saw a vision of the fire of the Spirit resting on each person. Then they began to speak in different languages. What do you think about that? Are you willing for, to have God show up and show out in that place, in this, that way, in this place? What if it starts speaking out in Liberian and in Spanish or whatever other languages are, are, are spoken in this place? We could, some of us would be like those, that, you know, not everybody got it, right? Because cause you, you got that little line there at the end. Yeah, well, they've been out drinking. What they've been doing. See, not everybody's going to believe what they see and, and, and attribute it to God. They're going to believe in, in, in what they're going to believe. So we have to be willing to go to that place of uncomfortability. Because I, I guarantee that was not a comfortable day for the, for the disciples. Until the Spirit was gone. Then, then it didn't matter anymore because they were under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder why, why that doesn't happen in the church so the way they did and, and I think that is just part of it is that are we willing to do the things that are necessary to bring that about? Because it's going to take some, some stuff on our side too. Now, thankfully, that's not the only way that the Holy Spirit moves, right? Moves in different ways. Shows up in different ways in different people's lives. Your power can be used in two different ways. You can look at it like gasoline. Ten gallons of gas, you put it on here, you put a magic, and what's it do? Put that same 10 gallons in a, in a car and start driving, what's it do? You go, yeah, you can go miles and miles and miles. Same 10 gallons of gas. Just used in a different way. Holy Spirit works in both ways. He fuels us in our day-to-day life. But shows up and shows out sometimes too. And I, and I think we have to be willing. I know that I need to be more willing for, to experience that, whatever it means. In order for that to happen. Because I do think that God still wants to show up and show out. Thousands were affected by that one burst of God's Spirit. 
the beginning of the church. Here, the apostles prophesied teaching in the streets and people coming to know the Lord. Awesome day. Other people on the side don't hear drunk here that they don't know what they're talking about. There's always going to be criticism for whatever we do. That's why we follow the Holy Spirit. It's why we go into community. It's why we're, 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 we're focused on supporting one another. We come together. Sunday morning is for, is for us to support one another so that we can be equipped to go and be a part of and, and to go into our workplaces, to go into the, into the community, to do BBM out, in an outside-the-box kind of way. Because we're supposed to do those things as the body of Christ. So my main point this morning is a simple one, but it's also a very scriptural one. Got several scriptures here. Deuteronomy 4.29, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, you'll find him if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. Proverbs 8.17, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Jeremiah 29.12, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and the places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you as well. So my point, to hear the word of God speak, to experience the fullness of a relationship with God, we must be willing to spend time with God. Hear that. To hear the word of God speak into your heart, into your life, to experience the fullness of a relationship with God, we must be willing to spend time with God. That God spent that time, that time with God meter needs to be full for all of us, including me, especially me, probably. Because I get full lots of different ways. And it's really easy to do the work of the church and forget that if I'm not focused on, on, on Christ, then I can be taken away from I can be working on church and drift from God. How crazy is that? See, I hope to one day experience that fresh falling of the Holy Spirit where it just Go crazy. But I recognize that that, that that can only happen if I'm willing, I'm willing to sacrifice the things in my life that keep me from giving myself fully to God. Jesus put his highest priority on his relationship with his father. He just did. He had people, talk about some people pulling at you. Once he was known to be a healer, they came from miles around to try to pull him away. And what did he do? Early in the morning, while it was still dark, he arose and went out to part of the lonely place and was praying there. Mark 1.35. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of Bethsaida while he himself was sending the multitude away. After bidding them farewell, he departed to the mountain to pray. They came to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here until I have prayed. Took with him Peter, James, and John and began to be very distressed and troubled. He said to them, My soul is deeply grieved. The point of death, remain here, keep watch. And he went a little beyond them and fell on the ground and began praying. Mark 14. When the day came, he departed to a lonely place. The multitudes were searching for him, he came to him and tried to keep him from going away from him. Luke 4 42. But he himself would often slip away to the wilderness to pray. Luke 5 16. It was at that time that he went off to the mountain to pray. He said, You get it? 
there's more. Jesus spent time with the Father. He went to him in prayer. We have a group that meets and, 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 and twice a month here to pray for this congregation and for us. How cool would they come from, from, I think, three to five or six? And how cool would it be if they had 20 or 30 and you did it more often? And then you did a wonderful thing. It's not, it's not a criticism. That's a good thing. There's a lot of places that aren't even doing that. But pray, pray, pray. Come together and pray. Don't, don't be afraid to pray together. Good listening is like listening to a radio station. For good results, you can listen to only one station at a time. See, for me, when I try to listen to Kit while I'm reading email and watching TV, um, I, I don't hear very well. And then we have miscommunications, and I go, we were going to do what? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember that. He said, well, I told you five times. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so we end up with this distortion and we end up frustrated and it's that way with God as well listening requires to choose on what and where I place my attention so to tune in to God I have to choose to put away all that would divide my attention and pull my attention from God might mean making a daily appointment as I talked about so that I can hear him it might mean not watching TV or checking out Facebook for a while. It means different things to different people. don't know what it's going to require, but I know that if we want to engage in this relationship and hear God speak, then we've got to find a way in our lives to do that. And that's not to take away from, from the praying to God, right? Because what I'm talking about is spending time listening for God. But we, we pray in the car, we pray at all these different places, we pray in school, and we pray at... At, at events, and we, and we pray to God in lots of different ways, and that's a good thing. We want to continue to do that, but how much time do we set aside to just be quiet and listen? I know that I don't do it enough. I don't do it much. I pray a lot, but I pray to God 20 times more than I just sit still and listen for God. Think about it this way. If you're in a relationship, and the conversation went in that relationship, marriage. Uh, David and Lisa. What if David spent the same amount of time listening? I'm making an assumption. Talking to you as much as he talks to God and listening to you the same amount that he listens to God. How would marriage be? And he wouldn't have you. He wouldn't hear you much. Hey, Dad, hear me <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's about. It, it, it's about any kind of a relationship. When we're talking about a relationship with God, we need to have have the speaking to, but we also need that time of listening to hear the word of God speak to experience the fullness of a relationship with God. We simply must be willing to spend time with God. Pentecost, the birth of the church happened because of that. Because they were willing to do that. I pray that we're willing to do that as well. And I commit to you that I'm going to be more willing to do that. Uh, and, and you can hold me accountable for that. You can ask me how, how you do the listening. How you do the listening. Because I talk to God way more than I need to. I was going to say need to, but I probably need to talk to more than you. <laughs> I talk to God a lot. Yeah, I pray to God a lot, but I, I don't believe this much.
is what I need to do. So that's my commitment to you.